Legend says that many years ago, on a Saturday at noon, a tradition was started, the Mega Strange Podcast, and that tradition continues to this very day. Welcome everybody to another tremendous episode of Mega Strange, a lucky episode if you will, um, a green episode, um, an episode for all the Kellys and Ryans out there. I don't know. I <laughs> Are don't you know. doing I, an I, Irish? I, I thought you were doing like an R.L. Stein bit. So I was, I was about I don't to know sing what the, the Goosebumps theme. But this is our St. Patrick's Day episode, everybody. Welcome to the Mega Strange Spectacular. Yeah, you like, we said a green light. Yeah, we did that on purpose for today's episode. We never do that. That, that never happens. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's funny. Before this episode, we talked about like getting all this stuff and... What stuff we talk? Oh yeah, like, yeah, like decoration. Yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. <laughs> I could put some digital. Nah, that's too much work. How's it going, Johnny? Pretty good. Uh, I'm drinking a cold brew, Nutter's Coffee Classic. You never drink cold brew. Yeah, I, dude, it's been messing my life up. I don't know if you want to get into that on this podcast, but yeah, let's get into okay. it. What, what's <laughs> been wrong with it. your life? Uh, no, no. I, I, what's I'm, been I'm going on joking. in Johnny's world? No, it's like I, I'm in this weird cycle. No, I need to stop talking about being tired on the show. People are getting uh, scared. Uh, no, I, j- I drink the cold brew and then it brings me up. So like it brings me to the next level of caffeinated that I can't sleep. And then I wake up the next morning tired and I drink another cold brew and it starts the the circle of Johnny. Mm. I drink exclusively cold brew. I drink it so much it has no effect on me. Oh, so co- I, I take a sip to put me to bed. Actually, some people drink warm milk. I drink a cold brew. That's just me. Anyways, enough about our coffee habits. Anyway. Welcome to another episode of the Mega Strange Podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Johnny and Derek, back again for another investigation into the weird, the strange, the bizarre, and the paranormal. St. Patrick's Day was just this week. Yes. We missed it. And I <laughs> I, I mean to say that we were going to do this episode the week leading up to St. Patrick's mm. Day, but the timing was a little off. And this happening just after St. Patrick's Day is actually much closer to the holiday itself. Yeah. Does it make sense that we're doing the episode after the holiday? I personally think that's a little janky, but we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. Pretend, uh, go back in time 72 hours, back to when you were still sober and not hung over, and your skin was uh, freshly unpinched because you forgot to wear green. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was a thing. Oh, yeah. By the way, have you ever been a... Uh, pinched for not wearing green on St. Patrick's Day? No, people would bring it up. The thing I would get was um when you were a kid, did you was punch buggy a thing? Um uh yeah, we we called it slug bug. Oh, yeah, yeah. So which, I would get hit which, a lot for punch buggy, no punch. Yeah, bugs. which I never got actually. We called it slug bug because I thought the car was slow, but now I get it. It's because you slugged the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You thought I was going to hit you, huh? No. I yeah. saw your other hand come up. I protected it. I protected Pro- you. Protect, you. Do protect me. I work soft. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go into this with uh, the utmost confidence. I'm going to say that uh, the people at home are happy that we're uh, doing an episode uh, late because they, you know, they get an extra party in. Crack a Guinness or something while you're watching this. That's true. Put this on yeah. on Saturday evening. Yeah. And let the look of the Irish fill your heart with song and joy. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty, that was, good. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah. It was like what, what English when I started, but I curved it into Irish. What was St. Patrick's Day was on Thursday, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're not, you're, you have work the next day. You're, you weren't partying then, you know, Saturday. Yeah. Party your, your head off. Yeah, you you get you happy with that one? <laughs> yeah, 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 I didn't know what to say. Party your uh your little head off, everybody. Party your little head off. Well, whatever you're doing this Saturday, we thank you for joining us. Today we're thank going you. to be talking about uh Irish mythology, Celtic folklore, yes. and everything green. Um we're gonna be talking about leprechauns and some other I have, mystical creatures. I think I found the Irish version of skinwalkers. Oh so I'm excited to talk about that as well. I'm uh, looking forward to hearing yeah. about that as well. There's all kinds of crazy everywhere you go in the world. There's uh, new monsters to be discovered, whether mm-hmm. it's Ireland or Native American folklore here in America. I'm sure we're going to do an episode on some Japanese yokai coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a very fascinating topic. And if you're watching this show, I'm assuming you're probably interested in these monsters. Um, you're interested in the field of cryptozoology. And if you are, you may want to check out our sponsor, Cryptid Crate. And you can use our promo code 
mega strange for a discount on your Cryptid Crate subscription. Cryptid Crate is awesome because it includes shirts, toys, books, collectible items, and all, I'm going to say it, paraphernalia that has to do with monsters and cryptozoology and just weird paranormal stuff. And uh, I really like those guys. They're good friends of us. Yeah, so go check great. them out. Cryptid Crate. Use the discount code MEGASTRANGE. Check out my shirt. That's from Cryptid Crate, right? No. Oh, oh never mind. It's not. I just, I just want to show off shirt. that. Set, that's from Cryptid Crate. Oh, no, Wait, it's not. No, it's not. Oh. That's a band. <laughs> uh, I've Sorry. said on this show that since I've done the Mothman yeah. episode, I've become a Mothman stan. Oh, shit. And it, Me too. I, I'm wearing Mothman branded clothing now. I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's no, probably it's lame to point out the clothes I'm wearing on a podcast no, that no. is related to the clothes that I'm wearing. But you know what? I, I, like, I, this, I like the little Mothman's doing dances on the sleeves. Yeah, I'm happy with this one. All right. So St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Everybody knows this uh, from school. We've all, we all celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But we don't know why. It has something to do with snakes. We we don't quite know what. Yeah. Oh, can I show something real quick? Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's just do a hard. You you hard. I'm turn, sorry. I just subjects. Really, I yeah. really need your opinion on I was this. Going to introduce this episode. If but, you if you want to, I I could. I got no. I wasn't going anywhere. Okay. Go ahead. Take over. <laughs> Take the reins. Um. Sorry, I just wanted. I didn't know where to fit this in, and you you brought up schooling, and I I just wanted to know if this was schooling. like a thing for you as well. I found this video on TikTok. Are you shitting my dick? <laughs> Sorry. I just really wanted Did that ever happen to you when you were a kid? Like did no. they Did did no. you ever like go back in the classroom and then like no. the class was all there was like little tiny green footsteps? No. That happened to me as a kid. The, what? The, the teacher would be like, "Oh, a leprechaun came in and destroyed the classroom." And then it would be like there would be green paint everywhere. No, I never experienced that, but I think, you know, uh, I was looking this up and Wikipedia has a whole page dedicated to leprechaun traps, Yeah, which I thought was like, ooh, we're going to get into some like Celtic folklore. Like, how do we capture these leprechauns? No, leprechaun traps. Yeah. The entire Wikipedia page is dedicated to modern day American children yes. creating these stupid little leprechaun traps. It's like making slime. Yeah, it's like leaving cookies out for Santa Claus. It's like, oh, we're going to trap a leprechaun, but all you get is chocolate. I was like, yo, so traditionally you're going to have to use these emerald crystals <laughs> and bury them in a hole and use this type of branch to cover it up to attract the leprechaun to your punji crystal sticks? No, it's nope. nothing cool like that. It's like, mm, use some green tinfoil to put a shamrock on your cardboard box. And the leprechaun will leave some chocolates in there for you. I found a video that I almost brought, but I didn't because it was too long. But it was like a video from like the start of the pandemic. And it was this woman like, <laughs> so I'm I'm being told I can't go out anymore. Um, So I guess, you know, we'll, we'll still try to have fun here. Um, So we're going to make a little leprechaun trap. And <laughs> it was like the start was so good. But then it was like. It sounds passive aggressive. Seven minutes of her being passive aggressive, how she can't go outside and like is making this leprechaun trap for her kids. That sounds like, like you go to her house <laughs> and she has like this whole wall where it's Dr. Fauci's face yeah. on a leprechaun body. And, yeah. and it's like, oh, I got a good trap for your little leprechaun Fauci, your, your fourth wave telling me I'm going to have to stay inside. <laughs> I don't know if uh, this is a, a rude thing to I say, but she kind of gave off like soccer mom energy. Well... I find that anybody who's upset about pandemic restrictions gives off soccer mom energy. <laughs> that does just go hand in hand. You kind of have this tone of like, I'm not putting that mask on. Come on, Tanner, kick it. You wanted uh, Megasys quarantine back and you got a little taste. And I'm going to try to make that the last time I scream into the microphone on this episode. I'm not up the board, so you can, you can scream all you want. All right. Hey, let's get into it. Yeah. So we're not going to cover uh, St. Patrick's Day no. so much because this is just an excuse to explore a whole new uh, pantheon of mythology, Irish mythology, which I was surprised how how deep how it goes. cool and and awesome it was. Yeah. In fact, I almost feel like Irish mythology is the unsung hero of European folklore. Yeah, I think so. Because everybody talks about Norse mythology and Greek mythology and even the legend of King Arthur. People are pretty familiar with Merlin and Excalibur and yeah. the Lady of the Lake and all that. Who is ever familiar with 
Irish mythology off the top of your not head, me. you're probably thinking not me. But then all of these things pop up, um, you know, that are super familiar, like um, druids. Yeah. Banshees. Banshees. Yeah. Fairies. Yeah. Leprechauns. Hobgoblins. All kinds of cool shit. Yeah. I would say like a, a lot of, you know, fantasy, like just modern fantasy comes from this stuff. I, I would say. Yeah. And even the idea of like um, magicians using wands mm. is uh, something that uh, the Druids used to do, the spiritual leaders of this That's uh, awesome. Irish mythology. So I wanted to share, first of all, before we get into some mm -hmm. details, I just kind of want to do like a little sampler, a grand overview Please. of uh, some interesting things that I very briefly skimmed from Irish mythology. Did you know that in Irish mythology, there is something known as the salmon of knowledge? Okay. You looked this up, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. But I put out a tweet and I was like, if you grew up in Ireland, can I ask you some questions? And a couple of people DM'd me and uh, shout out to Ross. Uh, he told me about that. The salmon of the knowledge. The salmon of knowledge. And I thought that was the funniest shit. I, I thought did, it was so goofy I and I loved too, it. I'm which, so glad you pulled it which up. Which is why it's at the top yeah. of my list yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the salmon story figures prominently into one of the early cycles of Celtic mythology, mm. um, uh, something known as the Deeds of Fion, and it tells the early adventures of a hero named Fion MacCumhale, which I want to change my name to Fion MacCumhale because yeah, me too. that's just a powerful name. In the story, an ordinary salmon ate Check this out. This is crazy. Yeah. I hope you're sitting down at home. Yes. Yeah, this this down. salmon, this little pink fish, <laughs> this little mother effer ate nine hazelnuts <laughs> that fell into the well of wisdom. Yep. From nine hazel trees that surrounded the well. Now, I don't I'm not quite sure on the details. How do you plant nine trees around a well? That's got to be a big well. It might yeah. even just be a lake at that point. Because if you're talking a little stone circle with nine trees around it, that's like a wall of hazelnut trees. I don't I even think about that. Yeah, yeah, it would be like... This well's got to be massive, at least the size of an Olympic swimming pool. Yeah. Anyways, the nine hazelnuts fell into the well of wisdom, and the salmon ate them, which he shouldn't have done that. And in doing that, the salmon gained all of the world's knowledge. All of it. All of it. Hence the I'm name. Imagine like the salmon eats it and he's like, <laughs> yeah, this fish is just like, whoop, <laughs> And then finally it gets to the nine, ninth hazelnut. It's like, whoop. Oh my God, I'm a fish. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm in Ireland. Oh. I don't have any legs. <laughs> I need to go contact the humans on earth and let them know all the world's knowledge. It knows all the world's knowledge. So it would know it was a fish in a well in yeah. Ireland immediately. That's so fucking scary. In a thousand years, your people will invent nukes. That seems like a, a Stephen King novel, like a, a, a fish just becoming sentient. <laughs> Do you want to hear about something called Star Wars? <laughs> I have all. Now, is it all the world's knowledge past, present and future? Or everything that's just happened up until that point. Then we're getting into, into some Slaughterhouse-Five shit. That's a question that the myths won't answer. Does the fish have uh, precognition? Does the fish of knowledge know that this podcast is happening right now? I like all the accents you're doing in this episode. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, what? Check I'm imagining the fish knowing about our podcast. Uh, as the legend says, the first person to eat the fish, which implies that the fish has not yet been eaten, and, yeah. and it's a race... The first person to eat the fish gains all of this knowledge. Yes. So if you want to get smart, if you want to get into your college of choice and ace those SATs, I would just start eating salmon randomly hoping that one of them is a hazelnut munching knowledge monger. The salmon of knowledge. Hazelnut. What? Say that again. <laughs> a hazelnut munching uh, knowledge monger. Okay. A hazelnut I, munching knowledge monger. I want that Put on that on my tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the salmon of knowledge. Uh oh, wait. Oh, do you have something? Do you not know the how the story finishes? Oh, I no, no, no. I only know kind of the setup. Okay, so apparently this dude found the fish. Oh no! And he went to go cook it. Um, but something happened where like the fish like bit his thumb because the fish knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, and so he put his thumb in his mouth like ow, and then he gains all the knowledge. 
Wait a second. And so wait a hold on. You're supposed to eat the fish. It's not that the fish tries to eat you. Yeah. So hold on. I have to pull up this photo here. He must get like one thumb suck worth of knowledge. He can't. He certainly can't have all of it. So shout out to Ross again. He sent me this photo of the fucking. Oh, dude, it's a stamp. Show yeah. that to the close up camera. Oh, shit. Hold on. Yeah, I'll, I'll click this here for you. Check this out, people. The national hero of Ireland. That's that's Fion sucking the thumb of knowledge. You can make it bigger. Hope you don't get a text from somebody important. Bro. Mm, Johnny, it's me, your girlfriend. I'm horny. You get those text messages <laughs> all the time. Yeah, all there the time, There it is, baby. and he's got the fish, and he's sucking the thumb. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. That was It was cracking me up. Let's go back to the main. Okay. You ready for the next uh, sample? Yes. Of Irish mythology? The land of Tiernanog. Did Ross tell you about Tiernanog? Let me check. <laughs> It's okay. While you're checking, I'll just fill you in. Yeah. So I love um, basically every mythology talks about an underworld or a paradise or the afterlife. He talked about <laughs> Tir Nanog. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't we got to get Ross remember. on the show. Yeah, Ross. Ross, Ross shouts, you're shouts like our Gaelic expert. Yeah. Tir Nanog is an island paradise and a supernatural realm of everlasting youth. Um, it is a place of beauty, health, abundance, and joy. And its inhabitants are the warriors of the pre-Christian gods of Ireland. Okay. When you go to Tir Nanog, everybody there is pretty much engaging in poetry, music, entertainment, and they are having a feast which grants immortality to the participants. So you're young, you're hot, there's good music. There's good movies playing. They're playing. They got bomb food there. They got bomb they food. They got like uh, uh, Korean barbecue, <laughs> uh, Irish fusion cuisine. They got Cubano and, and sandwiches. And you're like, they got oh, Cubano. <laughs> what is this? A bulgogi Cubano sandwich? <laughs> Dude. And you, and you take a bite out bulgogi of it. Bulgogi Cubano yeah, sandwich? And one bite of that bulgogi Cubano, and suddenly <laughs> your heart fills with a thousand years worth of vitality. Dude. And you're like, I feel like I could live forever. You ever had KPBQ so good you felt like you could live forever? No, I feel like I'm going to die the next day. Well, going to Tir Nanog is the opposite. <laughs> you take one bite and you feel like you could live forever. This kind of reminds me of like, you know, Valhalla and stuff where they talk about there's like a feast before they, they this do This is war. like the Irish Valhalla, um, but this one is specifically for young people. Everybody mm. there is young. That's um, It's called, I think it translates to like the land of youth. Okay. Tier Nanog. Now, what's awesome is how you get there. Let me get to this part. You reach the the island paradise of Tier Nanog by entering. There's there's multiple doors, and they get increasingly cool. <laughs> so here, the first one's kind of lame. Yeah. You enter an ancient burial mound or cave. Okay. Now in Ireland, ancient burial mounds are like portals to the other world. These are supposedly. There's a race of pre-human, pre-Christian, godlike deities that inhabited Ireland. Yes. There's an origin story of Ireland that essentially five mythical races have inhabited the kingdom. I've been playing so much Elden Ring. This is awesome. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and the fifth of the mythical races is the most famous, and they are the... I believe they're called the Tuatha Day. I might be wrong about that, but these are the people who basically built these ancient burial mounds, mm -hmm. according to Irish folklore. And when they lost control of the island, they entered these ancient burial mounds and went underground for thousands of years and evolved into fairies, elves, yes. dwarves, and all of those fantasy creatures that we know about. I have uh, a, an example of one that we get to later as okay. well. So it's through these ancient burial mounds that mm. are doorways to the fantasy world. That's one way of reaching Tir, Tir Nanog. But this is a cool one. You can journey through a mist. Okay. A mystical mist. A magical haze will just show up. You're like, boy, it sure is foggy outside. And then you just walk into it and then you come out on an island. Did I cross the ocean? I don't know. And everybody's young and partying. I love how high fantasy this is. And I know it's like predates a lot of that stuff. It, it, it's so like I'm I'm be, I'm blown away right now. This is uh, <laughs> like this is walking through a mist. That sounds like a D and D campaign. This one's even better. Yeah. Another way to get to Tiernanog. Yeah. By going underwater. Just in general. 
there was a uh, a secret and mythical passage where you could, I don't know if you had to enter the ocean or enter a lake, but okay. essentially there would be a magical spot in the water that you could enter it and then travel through the water without, okay. without drowning oh. and take this path and emerge on the island. That's awesome. <laughs> it's Wait. like pre, I don't know if that would be like pre Atlantis stuff or, or um, this is the best one. This is the best one. If you're not going to go underwater, they say that there is a path to Tirnana above water, but you have to travel across the sea for three days on an enchanted boat or something called Mananan's horse. Now, I'm assuming that Mananan is a deity from okay. Irish folklore. Yeah. Um. But there are stories of mortals who have visited Tirnanog, and they say that the path across the sea that leads to Tirnanog is known as Magmel, which translates into Plain of Honey. And it is a golden path made by the sun on the ocean to travel. That's so cool. So how do you get to Tirnanog? You're on an enchanted boat. The sun is hitting the ocean and the sunlight rays are illuminating a golden path on the ocean. Follow that path and you will arrive on the island of Tirnanog. Okay. It's like a uh, Wizard of Oz shit. Yeah, it is. So I'm, that's I'm, it. That's the island paradise. I don't know. I'm I, Maybe someone in the comments can say how much I'm, I've been saying I'm loving this, but I'm loving this. I, I really am enjoying these stories. Yeah, this is all fun. I uh, want to read more about this after we do this episode. Yeah. So... What do you got for us? Okay. So I have like two of uh, the, the, is it just fairies? Cause I know it was spelt um, different and I didn't know if it was like fa fairies or fair fairies. Um, to my understanding, it's a race of magical creatures known as fae. Fae. Okay. Fae. So also the fairies are like the fae people, but there's different kinds of creatures that could be considered fae. Yeah. So I, I grabbed two of these because I just thought they were super interesting. This first one, I felt very like it, it really reminded me of uh, when we did the Skinwalker episode. All right. What is it? Uh, it's called the Puka. Ooh. Uh, I, I found a couple of different spellings. One was looked like more like Pukka. I don't know if I'm Yucca. saying that right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the Puka is a shapeshifter. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a shell. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a necklace. <laughs> um, okay. No, it's a it's a shapeshifter. That could take any form it chooses. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it traditionally takes the form of either a horse, a dog, a rabbit, a goat, or a goblin. So it's like a wide spectrum okay. of what it can uh, become. But traditionally, when you hear about stories and stuff, uh, you hear more about like a, a dark steed, like a dark horse. Okay, the black horse. Yeah. Um, with like flowing mane and like golden eyes. Black stallion. I have a photo here um, of the horse version. I saw one of your pictures. Oh. That's that's not a stallion. What? It's okay. What do you got here? So that's like kind of from a... Wait, it has flashlights coming out of yeah, its mouth? Yeah, it has glowing eyes. It looks like it has a flashlight yeah. in its snout, and yeah. it, it caught like a burglar sneaking onto the property. I don't know why my pinky is out, but... <laughs> burglar, it's like uh, oh, uh, this horse rolled up on this dude like, hey, bro. Hey. Yo, what are you doing in my turnip garden? Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm gonna step on you. I got a flat tire. You got you got light, bro. This dude also looks terrified. <laughs> like, Holy He's shit! Like, I was digging holes in the ground, and you, a horse you, showed you up. You guys can't really make out his face, but he has the most terrifying <laughs> grimace on his face. It's like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, they're also believed to uh be able to uh to speak. Like just human speech. Oh no! So like that horse, that guy's terrified because that horse is like, "Hey, it's, sir, it's Mister Ed." Exactly. It's a demon glowing Mister Ed. Uh, but the scary thing is that they're they're known to like be like tricksters. Everything in Irish mythology is known to be a trickster. Yeah. So they embellish the truth a lot. So a horse will roll up and be like, "Will tell you like a really believable lie," and Whoa. and so that's kind of creepy. Uh, to have like a, a an animal that can't speak come up and tell you a really believable lie. Why would you believe anything a horse? That's you? what I'm saying. Right? But the like horse is talking like you, uh, I ain't believing. All this. right. If a horse rolled up to you and started saying like your house is on fire, you wouldn't believe it. I think I would just start gasping. Shut the fuck up. I'd be like, what? 
The I'm, horse is talking. <laughs> you'd be like, Shut up. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> the horse, My brain would break. The horse keeps going like, all right, move on from the talking horse thing. Your house is on fire. You need to I'm go. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> um, My glue out of you. So in in, in Ireland, uh, the pucka or the puka is, is considered to be the most feared of the fae. The fae, oh, right? Oh, okay. Um, wow, all right. Possibly because uh, it only appears at night. Oh. Yeah. So a nightmare. So is that where we get nightmare from? I wonder. Dude. I've always wondered why the term and I, I'm sure I could Google this and find out, but why nightmare? It sounds like a horse that comes in the dark. So maybe it's the pucka. The pucka or the puka? I don't know. Uh so yeah, that I just thought that was super interesting, like an animal that can like uh talk and, and will trick you. But I was really thinking about it. It's like I was like, uh an an animal that can trick you. I was trying to think of like a modern version of this. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. There's like an animal that like tricks you into doing fucked up shit. I knew I saw a picture of Donnie <laughs> Darko in your stack. So is, is Franca is Franca a pucka? I don't think so. A puka? I don't think so, because Frank appears to be a, a guy in a costume. Yeah, but the, the concept of like a, a trickster kind of animal I thought was interesting. Um, We're gonna have to save that for a whole Donnie Darko deep dive. Oh, episode. I would love that. You probably would. I love. <laughs> that. I secretly love Donnie Darko. Me too. Um, well, I did when I was in high school. Oh, here I also have another photo, like a more actual, like besides the horse. A lot of people say the the puka or pucka appears like this. Ooh, he's kind of creepy looking. It looks like something from uh, like Star Wars. EU. Yeah, the 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 name it sounds like a Star Wars character too. The pucka. Um, yeah, so that's what I have on that. Do you want me to go to the next one I have? Or do you yeah. Wanna? So the next one might be the most metal shit you've ever heard in your life. Okay. You ever heard of the Doolahan? No. The Doolahan, it, this translates to dark man. Oh, God. Here so, we go. Now, now we're going to get racist. Here, <laughs> we, here no. we go. Um, so you were talking <laughs> before about how, like, a lot of the early, uh, Irish, uh, were they gods or like deities? I would call them deities because I don't, it's not clear if the people of Ireland worshiped them as gods or just considered them mythological people who existed or if it was kind of both at different times, you know? Yeah. So it's not quite clear what so, the relationship is. So I was like, there, uh, there was one called, uh, the Crom Dove. Yeah. By the way, yes. can I say, yeah, where we get this history from, it was all passed down um, in the oral tradition. So it was just mm. a lot of this wasn't written down like the the like the Odyssey. Yeah. Like and in that. fact, I was reading that Druids in particular were banned from writing any of their knowledge down in books, even though they were literate. And so a lot of what we know from Druids are written by like the Romans and other people oh. of the time who visited Ireland and spoke of them. Um, and it wasn't until Christians came to Ireland that they actually started writing all of this down, but they would change it to include Christian lore and make it, you know, gel with the Christian yeah. theology. So it's a little skewed, but yeah, we kind of have to sift through these, um, writings after the fact. So it's an oral tradition. That's yeah. all. So a lot of these were passed down for thousands of years, just through story and song and poem. I like that you bring that up because that actually plays really directly into this. So like one of those gods, Crom uh, Dove, uh, he was a fertility god who demanded blood sacrifices in the oh. form of decapitation. No way. Um, so when uh, Ireland started moving towards Christianity, apparently this deity uh, got really upset because he wasn't getting any more sacrifices. So... Uh, Frustrated by the loss of sacrifices, he he roams the streets to this day as a headless horseman. Whoa. Um, calling upon the names of people who are doomed to die. So the headless horseman myth comes from Irish, Irish folklore. Um, so this dude is, I don't want to say awesome, but he's awesome. Um, so the headless horseman is an angry god. Yeah. We could say. So his in appearance, Ichabod Crane bit off more than he could chew. I'm telling you, exactly. In appearance, this guy he has no head, but he holds it with him, and uh, the the myths state that his head 
almost has the the texture of moldy cheese. And he Ew. has it, he has it like with him. Head cheese. Like it's like a soft kind of head. <laughs> um but yeah, he's portrayed as riding a uh, a black horse, one black horse, or in other stories, he's portrayed as uh, riding a carriage being led by six black horses. Interesting. Um, and that these horses go so fast that uh, apparently flames emanate from their snouts. Wow, like they're re-entering the atmosphere <laughs> so fast. Um. So when he's around, this is this is kind of the vibe when when you you see him. Um, so wherever he appears, a mortal's death will soon follow. <laughs> My stomach gurgled as I said that because yeah, I'm hungry. He must be nearby. Um, so he'll stop his horse at the door of someone's house and he'll shout out their name, and that person's probably the person who's gonna die. Oh, so he'll dang. roll up and be like Derek Acosta, and then you're like, oh fuck, there's a man on a, a headless horseman outside. Um, What's his name? The Doolahan. The Doolahan. So the Doolahan's kind of like, uh, you know, a teenage girl's dickhead boyfriend. Yeah. Just shows up outside instead of knocking on the door like a gentleman. He honks the horns like, bip, bip, hey, Stacy, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> but Sonia dies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a bad, bad dude. He, he does dangerous stuff and she dies. But yeah. He, <laughs> Moral of the story, Sonia. Uh, R.I.P. Sonia. Uh, we barely knew you. Knew ye. By uh, the way, I yelled over the microphone again. Shit. Broke, broke <laughs> I mean, yelling too. It's all good. Broke my own promise. Oh. Uh, but this is the thing I really found interesting was that uh, he's coming for a specific person, but if you're around, you're not fucking safe. So there's a couple of things here. Hurricane Doolahan. Yeah. Am I right? For, for real. You're about to get your mind blown here. So, Okay. When you hear him coming, you have to close the blinds because if you even see like a second of him, he whips your eye out with a whip made of a human spine. Oh, my God. And then he doesn't stop there. He throws a basin of blood at you. He just has this on. Yeah, him apparently, 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 you have a, <laughs> if you catch a glimpse of him, you get your eyes whipped out by the spine whip. That's that makes all right. See, here's where they're getting ridiculous. Because <laughs> how long is a human spine? Even the longest human spine is probably like four feet long. The doula hand's got to be within arm's reach to whip my eye out. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's sewing these <laughs> I spines think, together. I think it's like a mythical kind of spine. It maybe. says it says human spine. You're you're right. It does so. say human spine. Um. That's pretty much it. I, I That's pretty hardcore, though. I have, a, I have a photo of him. I do not want to be whipped to death with a human spine. Oh, my God. That's epic, dude, right? Like, isn't that crazy? That's the human spine? That's the human Can spine. Can I see this? Yeah. Okay, that thing is definitely uh, makes no sense. Yeah, so, well, it's a big, big-ass spine. <laughs> the spine is actually coming out the top of the skull. Yeah. Uh, there's about 430 vertebrae there. Like, where's the hip bone connect? I don't even know. This has to be several spines. Stoned together. Is I this like, his head shield? I th yeah, I think that whoever did this uh, took some liberties, but yeah. they made his head like an evil shield. Um, the dual hand is scary. Right? I thought he was awesome. Like, I was wow. reading about this game like chills. I was like, I want to see this guy get a basin of blood thrown in my face. I'm down with the dual hand. Me too. The dual hand is sick. I want a dual hand tattoo. All right. Let's go with something a little bit more family friendly than sure. the dual hand. Something we are all familiar with. The leprechaun. Uh, I don't know why I did a jig. That's offensive. Why is that offensive? Don't you don't know because <laughs> you probably don't know very much. about. I don't know. I don't know much about leprechauns. I found out that I didn't know very much about leprechauns either. And yet I know everything. About I know. Leprechauns. This is all I know. <clears throat> uh, they're in the hood. Because they're, they're in space. They're in space. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I was like, fuck, I haven't seen any leprechaun movies. There's like eight of them. <laughs> all right. So for those of you who don't know, if, if you've been living under a rock your entire life, a leprechaun is a little person. It's a, diminu a diminutive supernatural being from Irish folklore. Uh, it's very important that I let you know that it's a solitary fairy. This yeah. was repeated so many times when it comes to leprechauns. It's like leprechauns are solitary. Leprechauns are loners. They don't have friends. I guess in Irish folklore, it's a big thing that fairies hang out in groups. I was even oh. reading something about 
uh, a group of fairies known as marching fairies. Okay. Apparently there's like fairy armies and fairy gangs and fairy clubs and fairy, fairy schools and oh. whatever. But when it comes to a leprechaun, they don't hang out with the other fairies. It makes sense when you they depict him or they depict leprechauns. They're always like mischievous and like loners. They are mischievous. They like to play pranks. They're not super evil, but they do like to play pranks. They're dicks. And, and also, for whatever reason, leprechauns are are depicted as shoe cobblers. That's the only job you can have as a leprechaun. You make shoes. It's like you were born to play with feet. Sorry, you just literally reminded you like made me remember a lost memory of an episode of Dexter's Lab where uh Dee, Dee gets attacked by gnomes that like one of that thinks she has the perfect feet for making shoes. Anyway, continue. They must have been leprechauns. <laughs> they must have been leprechauns. <clears throat> um originally they were just mischievous cobblers, but as time went on, there became an association with leprechauns protecting a pot of gold. And the idea that if you could catch a leprechaun would lead to immense wealth because a leprechaun would reveal the pot of gold. By the way, side story. Mm. Where did all this gold come from? I have the answer. Oh, I I, I don't want to like uh, jump ahead, but do you have anything about? I've always been curious about the rainbow situation. I don't know anything about the rainbows. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. But supposedly, here's why leprechauns have so much gold. Remember when I told you that Ireland was ruled by five mythical races? Yeah. And the fifth race, the two off. Uh, to off a day were forced underground to become fairies, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that was not a peaceful forcing. In fact, there was a great war to force the two off a day underground. And according to the legend, when the war broke out, the two off a day took their wealth and buried it in the ground, which is a common thing in medieval wars. When you have an invading army coming to your village or kingdom or property or whatever, in fact, England did this during World War II when they hid the royal jewels when they were at war with Germany just in case Germany invaded England, they would not be able to get their hands on these royal jewels because it's that not so sense. much about wealth. These things... It's like losing, you know... They have... Uh, it's a status heritage. symbol. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like power associated with the person who controls yeah. the jewels. There's almost a magical controlling ability about it. When, when war happens, you bury your wealth to protect it from the invaders. Supposedly, that is what the Tuatha Day did during their mythical war, and that is where the leprechauns get their pot of gold. The leprechauns now today can unearth that long-lost forgotten wealth. They're stealing war gold? They're stealing ancient war gold. Dude. From the gods. Doesn't I, this get cooler Yeah, I was about cooler? to say, like, leprechauns, I feel like uh, the Americanized version of them are very lame. And this sounds awesome. <laughs> well, this is... Um, They're almost more like dwarf-like, like uh, high fantasy dwarfs as opposed to like... Yeah. A lot of this stuff was um, kind of solidified in the 1800s, in the 19th century, through yeah. poetry and stories coming out of Ireland. Okay, did you know that originally leprechauns wore red? Okay. Yeah. Leprechauns were not originally associated with the color green. They were distinctly associated with the color red. In fact, one of the earliest descriptions of a leprechaun described him as quite a bow in his dress, notwithstanding, for he wears a red square cut coat, richly laced with gold, Mm. and an inexpressible of the same cocked hat, shoes, and buckles. I mean, you get you still have like the the general like, you know, the buckles and the hat and and the and the, the tiny suit. Like that's cool that it's all kind of there. But it's red. Yeah, but it's red. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. do you want to know why leprechauns wear buckles, shoes, hats, and coats? Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I want to know. This one was. I always wonder why they're so fancy looking. This one was fascinating to me, and as it turns out. A little bit prejudiced. Oh. A little bit racist towards Irish people. So that that description of a leprechaun wearing those clothes comes from America. That is the description of the modern American leprechaun. In the 1900s, when the Irish people were first moving and immigrating to America in mass. During the potato famines? Yes. Yeah. They were not wealthy. 
Yeah. They were poor and they were actually dressing in a style of clothing that was incredibly out of fashion. Okay. They, they were still wearing clothing from the Elizabethan era. Yeah, because I was going to say like the 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 uh, leprechauns almost have like a Puritan look to them, like 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 what we think of as like a, you know, Thanksgiving kind of stuff garb. <laughs> it's leftover clothes from the Elizabethan era okay. as America started to move into the modern era, uh, modern era of fashion. The Irish people who were immigrating and, and had lost a lot and were just coming with the clothes off of their back were, were still wearing out of fashion clothes. Okay. And this is the inspiration for how the leprechaun dresses now with the top hat, with the coat, with the shoes. Okay. That's why uh, the leprechaun appears to be from that era, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Apparently, um, back in the day, there was something called a stage Irish. And in plays, they would depict Irish people um, kind of unfavorably. Yeah. But always wearing those clothes and kind of acting in a stereotypically bad way. Like everything bad you would think about uh, the Irish stereotype from 200 years ago, right? is represented in those plays and they're known as stage Irish plays. This is extremely interesting to, to kind of, I mean, in general, the leprechaun always felt like a, you know, caricature of Irish culture and to learn that it, it's like even it is, but it's deeper than that. You know, yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, okay. Now here's something I thought was awesome. Okay leprechauns are closely associated with another mythical creature. Okay. Something called a cluricon. Some people think that cluricons are actually leprechauns with, oh, cluricon, yeah. with one little difference. Okay. A cluricon is believed to be a leprechaun that has gone on a drinking binge. Okay. There are stories. There are stories of they become I, a different race when they get there, drunk. There or? are stories from Irish folklore of creatures that haunt breweries, <laughs> creatures that haunt wine cellars, okay. and generally these fairies that act exactly like leprechauns, except for the fact that they're drunk and they're obsessed with alcohol. They are mischievous. Uh, they prank people, but they also bring good fortune. If you have a Cluricon haunting your house and you try to leave the house, the Cluricon will follow you. There's so many stories of people being haunted by Cluricons and just thinking like, well, I'll leave. And they pack up their stuff and they go only to see that the Cluricon is resting on top of all the packages. Just basically saying, wherever you're going, I'm going too." This is a great excuse and if they, you're drunk. And they just give up and go back. Um, the Cluricon is a mischievous fairy in Irish folklore known for his great love of drinking and tendency to haunt breweries, pubs, and wine cellars. He is related to the Leprechaun and has sometimes been conflated with him as a shoemaking guardian of hidden treasure. Some folklorists suppose that the Cluricon is merely a Leprechaun on a drinking spree. I love the fact love that, this, yeah. this almost makes me think, you know... And I know I'm going to get hatred for this. I know I'm going to get crap for this. No. This almost makes me think leprechauns are real. Because really? you would have to be real to get drunk. What other... What, have you ever heard a story of a drunk vampire? You ever heard like, oh yeah, vampires are crazy. But you ever heard of shampires? Shampires. They're, they're vampires that drink champagne instead of blood. No, I've never heard of that. Because that's not what a vampire is. A vampire drinks blood. Now, if I met a vampire one day mm. who's like clearly a vampire, except he drinks champagne instead of blood, then I would believe that champires are real. And I dare say that must be the only explanation for how they came up with the Cluricon. They saw an actual leprechaun. They're like, a drunk. holy shit, leprechauns are real. And then the leprechaun's like... <laughs> you got damn right I'm real. And they're like, this <laughs> leprechaun is drunk. Guy's drunk. And he's like, I'm a leprechaun, I'm a cluricon. And they're like, okay, okay, cluricon, whatever. That's my theory for how cluricons uh, came to exist. Yeah, it's kind of like when I'm in New York and I become New York Johnny. Exactly. <laughs> cluricon, the leprechaun. Now, I know people are listening to this episode right now or watching it on YouTube and they're like, God, 
Derek is so cringy. God, he actually believes in leprechauns. Like he thinks people see leprechauns. <laughs> yeah, I think people see leprechauns. In fact, I know that people see leprechauns. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, have y'all ever heard of the Crichton leprechaun? Guess what? You have. Johnny, hit him with the video. I'll hit him. Well, just in time for this is one Patrick's of my favorite Day, videos of all time. By the dozens to get an up close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile <laughs> say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. This is the full video. Uh, That's okay. okay. Let it play. Leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, <laughs> camcorders, this and is camera phones <laughs> to take pictures. Uh, to 2006, everybody. Oh, man, this brings hey, me back. Yeah. I saw an image of that guy, and I could hear the image. only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that never, will never not make me laugh. Uh-huh. Could be a crackhead got hold of the wrong stuff, dude. Classic. This is so classic. I love all these people. Oh, this, my, this guy's my favorite. Tactical leprechaun, man. Guy helping to direct traffic. This guy. He's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. I'll, show me the flute. <laughs> I love that he has a Kevlar vest on. Flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great great grandfather who was Irish. And I just came to help out. Others just, I just came to help out. Lucky in hopes a pot <laughs> of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm gonna run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I wanna know where to go. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything <laughs> for a pot of gold. I All right. I'll do anything for a pot of gold. I just love that guy was vested out like, like the leprechaun was going to shoot him. That was the famous Crichton leprechaun yeah. report. Many of you have probably already seen that. That is one of the most famous viral videos in the history of the internet. All about so. leprechaun. That leprechaun drawing, by the way. This one right here, we have to go to the close-up. Okay. They know it. This thing, I've seen tattoos. I was going to say. I posted, actually, a tattoo of this on the Mega Strange Podcast Instagram. Mega Strange Podcast. Yeah, check it out. At Mega Strange Podcast, you can see the tattoo. There's a children's show called, it's a Spanish show, Attention, Attention. Okay. And they have a leprechaun episode where they talk about leprechauns to children, and they show this as the, photo, as the drawing of what a leprechaun <laughs> looks like. This has become so <laughs> iconic. So famous, the Crichton Leprechaun. Let's talk about the Crichton Leprechaun. Please. Hey, I, by I the didn't way, know we're getting into this. If you've ever seen this video about the Leprechaun, if you're a Mega 64 fan, you've oh, yeah. definitely seen this video. We've parodied this yes. video back in 2006. We got Jeff Keeley to be the guy who's like, "Who else saw the Leprechaun?" Say yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this video was a significant part of my upbringing yeah. on the internet. Um, I wasn't a child. I was like a teenager in college, but I loved this video. I remember being blown away by when that's version two, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, I remember being blown away. Like, Oh my God, they're parroting the leprechaun video. Yeah. So I did a deep dive and I went top to bottom, full information, everything that went down with this video, <laughs> why it happened, what happened. Here's the story. Okay. Okay. So this video goes all the way back to 2006, March 14th, okay. 2006. How old were you in 2006? I, I have no clue. Wow. <laughs> I'm I do math on the spot. was 21. Um, um, local NBC affiliates were alerted to crowds gathering in Crichton, and they dispatched reporter Brian Johnson to investigate. Johnson had previously received numerous calls about a possible leprechaun sighting and questioned friends at a barbershop uh, and his church about it. And things sort of snowballed from there. I was 17. Nice. Did the math in my nice. head. Nice. <laughs> Everybody, we just, we just showed the video. And the video is like the main source of information. But uh, just to reiterate, there was a crudely drawn leprechaun shown on TV. They talked about how the leprechaun appeared in a tree and would disappear when you shined a yeah. light on it. 
Um, they said that it could be the shadow of a branch. One person commented that it could be a crackhead who got hold of the wrong stuff. One person interviewed was a man named DeMarco Morissette. Okay. He claimed to have Irish ancestry. <laughs> the flute guy, yeah. And, and showed off a, quote, special leprechaun flute that he claimed was thousands of years old. <laughs> I love that because it's clearly like a fucking Homemade. piece of wood with just some string on it. DeMarco Morissette oh, became known as the flute man. Flute man. Due to his appearance in the report. Um... So the the report actually only aired on television twice. Uh-huh. It was only ever aired twice, once in the morning and once at night on March 14th, <laughs> 2006. But when they showed it at night the second time, that is the clip that went viral. That's crazy. Like that. This was a different time. Like someone had to like tape that. Yeah. Like that was like, like they went the down stars there fucking aligned. They filmed, they just went down to Crichton and just yeah. filmed people on the street. And everybody in that video gave a classic reaction. Yeah. Everybody in that video could be quoted. The crackhead lady, the flute guy who here saw the leprechaun say, yeah, to me, it looked like a shadow being cast yeah. from the one limb. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always love that quote yeah. because he's so <laughs> deep in thought to just uh, arrive on uh, the one limb <laughs> anyways. But yeah, so that they there was probably like a, a producer that was like we can't air this yeah. but then it aired and then someone recorded like taped it and then youtube had like there's so many things that had to align for that this video has gone on to be viewed over 28 million times damn in the years since every st patrick's day it is replayed in mobile yeah. alabama as a tradition that's awesome well in 2014 a couple of radio hosts from mm. Um, Texas actually went into Crichton, the Crichton area of Mobile, Alabama, eight years later. Oh I have to God. hand it to these guys. Yeah, shouts out. Eight years after this report, just one random report, these guys are like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> and they started interviewing the people Shit. of Crichton Dude. to see if anybody remembered the leprechaun incident from eight years earlier. Is there a documentary about this? There should be. I would love to watch that. There should be. A lot of people remembered the leprechaun incident. Oh, yeah. And some people even claim to have known who the leprechaun was. Oh. They told that they told these radio DJs that the leprechaun, that the leprechaun's name was Sean. And they, they point, they gave them an address. Can we, go, really, can we go to the close-up camera? I'm really hoping this is a crackhead who got a hold of the wrong stuff. Oh there. my fucking god! They found Sean, Sean from Crichton in Mobile, Alabama. This is Sean. Sean claims to be the Crichton leprechaun. Was he chilling in a tree or something? Sean says, according to him, on March 14th, 2006, Dude. they. Him and some friends purchased oh a leprechaun god. costume that oh my god. only Sean could fit in. Sean climbed up into a tree and hid in a tree while his friends ran up and down the street telling people there was a leprechaun hiding in the tree. Oh my God. Sean jumped out of the tree and ran away, <laughs> but a legend was born. And ever since, the story of the Crichton Leprechaun has lived on year after year. That is awesome. Now, shouts was, out to Sean. Shouts out to Sean. Do you want me to cut to? No, cut, we don't okay. have to. We can see it. We saw it. Is Sean actually the Mobile, Alabama Leprechaun? I think so. By all accounts, he is. By the locals there, they say Sean is the man. <laughs> Sean is the Leprechaun. Dude, shouts out. Shouts out to Sean. I never thought that I would that I would get a photo of the leprechaun. I never thought there would be an ending to the story. Not obviously Sean's not a leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he played the leprechaun and he started all of this. And and Dude. so we we got to the bottom of it. I never thought we'd get to the bottom I of never, that story. I never thought my, all my whole life I would ever know the outcome of that. In 2006 when we parodied it, parodied it and all of these years later we finally got some closure. I dude, my whole life I just assumed someone said like, "Yo, there was a leprechaun" and it just like snowballed. I didn't know there was actually like 
a prank involved. Yes. And doesn't that recontextualize everything? Oh, everything. Like now go back and watch that video yeah. and realize there actually fucking was <laughs> a leprechaun in the tree. Dude. There actually was a small person in a leprechaun costume hiding in the tree. Yeah. It wasn't a branch. It no. wasn't a shadow. They did see what they thought they saw. Let that sink in, Johnny, and all of you viewers at home. Everybody who's ever seen this video who laughed and laughed and laughed and said those people are crazy. They saw them. They were not crazy. They were telling the truth. They actually <laughs> saw it. That is the that's the part of the story that gives me chills. After yeah. all of these years, I was wrong. Yeah. And they were right. They were right. That's fucking crazy. And that flute is a million years old. <laughs> well, the flute's bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay. DeMarco Morissette, that well, actually, if if the leprechaun was real, any of it could be real, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't know DeMarco's heritage. It, yeah, me either. It could go back. So the Crichton Leprechaun. The Crichton Leprechaun is pretty famous. Yeah. And I'm going to end this, uh, my leprechaun shtick, and this is pretty much all I have for today's episode. I actually have a list of what are considered to be the most famous leprechauns in America. Okay. People at home, I have five leprechauns here, five American leprechauns. I would ask Johnny to guess these, but I've already told him what they are. Wait, can I, let's play a game with the people at home. Pause the episode right now. Go to the comments. And what, what was it, five? I have five American leprechauns. These are considered the most famous leprechauns in American pop culture. Write your top five and then after and then post it. And then after you watch this, edit and edit, edit and be like, what did you score? Yeah, what did you score? What did you score? Put like a one out of five, yeah. or two out of five out of five. I'm so excited to see these comments. Go ahead. I feel like everyone's going to nail it. List your five leprechauns now. No Googling, just nope. off the top of your yep. head. Off the dome. All right. Number one, everybody's going to get possibly, this is listed as possibly the most notable leprechaun of all time. Okay. <laughs> Lucky, the mascot of Lucky Charms. Everyone's going to get that one. Yeah, 100%. His name is Lucky. Yeah. He's the mascot of Lucky Charms. That is everybody's go-to. That's the most famous leprechaun of all time. I would agree. Number two, the Notre Dame leprechaun. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> the official mascot of the Fighting Irish sports team at the University of Notre Dame. That really um, fucked me up as a kid because I, I don't know if don't. he has a name. He might just be known as the Fighting Irishman. Yeah, but uh, he's a leprechaun. Yeah, I just assumed everyone fought with like their their feet, their one foot up. You can't see my foot, but that the image of him, he has like his one foot up. Oh, yeah, with your knee up. Yeah, for, for blocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Number three. Yes. This one is debatable in no particular order. The Boston Celtics logo. Okay. Also features a mascot, Lucky the Leprechaun. He's also named Lucky. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, the Lucky the Leprechaun. Yeah. Number four. And this one, Johnny did not believe me. I didn't. Professional wrestler Dylan Mark Postel competed and appeared under the name Hornswoggle, a leprechaun who lived under the ring for the majority of his tenure in the World Wrestling Entertainment Company. <laughs> WWE's Hornswoggle, the fourth most famous leprechaun of all time. I just want to say, shouts out to Swoggle. He's still doing it. Uh, he loves toys and action figures and shit. If you want to be on Mega Strange, we'll I would love I would, to talk to Hornswoggle. By the way, too. I found out Hornswoggle is the same age as me yeah. or like one year younger. Uh, I don't think he could go by Hornswoggle anymore, but uh, yeah, he still wrestles under the name Swoggle. Swoggle. Yeah. Nice. Shouts out. There's a bunch. I think he wrestled Orange Cassidy. That's awesome. In the indies. Um, And the last one on the list, number five, would be the Killer Leprechaun. Portrayed by Warwick Davis. I thought that was going to be way higher. In the film franchise, Leprechaun. Nobody even knows this Leprechaun's name, but it's like the Leprechaun from Leprechaun. Yeah. I think they're going to make a new one. Oh, Leprechaun 11 coming soon. Is Warwick Davis going to be in it? I think so. Oh, (laughs) Leprechaun in the old folks home. Wait, no, wait. Didn't they make a new one? I could not tell you. I think they did already. I couldn't tell you. Mm. Should I Google it? 
Nah, it's okay. fine. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's our episode for today. Unless you had something else to no, share. No, that was all. That's all I had. Nice. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for watching Mega Strange. Hey, if you like Mega Strange and you want to support us, my phone's ringing. Dude, almost. We almost made it. We almost made it. Before you click off, this is important. I know yeah. everybody's going to want to click off the video here. Yeah, don't click. Don't click. <laughs> Everybody falls off at the end. Yeah. Before you go. Subscribe, subscribe, hit notifications, and follow us on Instagram, Mega Strange Podcast. We will be back every Saturday with a full length episode, and every Tuesday with a hotline mailbag episode. Call up our hotline and leave us a message Please. about what you've experienced out there in this weird world of ours. We'll be back on Tuesdays and Saturday with more Mega Strange. Stay strange, everybody. Goodbye. Your phones are good again. <laughs>